The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. I hear a little bit of a delay thing There's there. There's a little let's... echo, echo, there we echo. Go, echo. There we go. What's up, everybody? We got a great show for you today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody. Uh, first, we'll say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town coast, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. Today's show is going to be a fun show full of Hollywood gossip uh, parties that I've been to where I've met Adrian Barbeau, the fabulous Adrian Barbeau, who is so multi-talented. And we'll talk all about that when she comes on our show in a few minutes. Absolutely. I've met her, too. She's very cool. Um, and uh, she's in a movie that we've been promoting a lot on the show called For the Love of Jesse. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but in the meantime, let's say hi to our chat room. What's up? We got uh, Paul from Zest Radio, Anton Country Super from Australia, Teresa Sabin from uh, Florida, Eileen Shapiro from New York, Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat room, Backpack John is in the chat room, Thomas Claxton, what's up, is in the chat room. Um, there's so many people, it's like not it's even like David. funny. Lorene Landon just showed up in hey, the chat room. Hey, L- Lorene. Lorene, telephone tag you and I. I've been calling you. You're calling me. We never get connect. Honey, I want to see you soon. I don't care about the, the, the thing. We'll wear masks and helmets and gloves. I need to see you, Lorene. There you go. So it's all very fun, you guys. we got a fun show today. First, we're going to have Adrian Barbeau on, and then we're going to have pop R&B singer Sion on. Uh, should be a lot of fun, a very different kind of show today, and we're looking very much forward to it. Boom. Yes, so bring on the fabulous, beautiful, exotically glamorous, I call her my Shal- Salome, or my um, Cleopatra. Who? Adrian Barbeau, oh. she could have played those parts. She has that wonderful Grecian look. She could have been anything from ancient history and sold it like in a second. I don't know why they never casted her as a queen of something, of, 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 of Arabia or Egypt or something. She's so exotic looking. I've seen her in person, folks, so I know what I'm talking about. I was two feet from her face, and she's a beauty. She absolutely is. And everybody's saying that they like our shirts, you guys. These are old vintage Jimmy Star shirts. Yes, mine is a rubber ducky. You remember when you're a little, maybe not, you had a little yellow rubber ducky, and it's one of my favorite little shirts. It's a yellow rubby ducky Jimmy Star shirt. And mine is Hollywood Monsters because right. a- because Adrian's in a ton of great horror films that everybody knows. So like I've the got fog, the werewolf. Like the fog, which I loved, the fog. I think the fog is one of the nicest movies she's ever done, and she looked beautiful in it. And a few other films of her. We'll talk about it when she comes on. Absolutely. Um, so you got to have fun. All is good. And Rubber Ducky, you're the one. You're right, Thomas Claxton. Um, so it's all fun. Wait, We're is, Dave have a good time. is Dave Hughes in this chat room? I don't think so. I hope not. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. He what? says, yes, I used to love my Rubber Duck, who I blame for the farts when I was in the bath. 
Now, now how are you going to handle watching Adrian Barbeau today? Dave Hughes. <laughs> He's got to like love it. Go on my Facebook page. Go to Ron Russell page and look at the picture I posted of Adrian. It's one of her best pictures. Oh, Scotty J's in the chat room, and so is Michaela. Michaela, hey, what's up? Michaela, how you doing? Hey, Scotty J. How you guys going? Oh, I think that's fun. So we're going to have a fun show for you guys today. Before then, she'll be calling in a little bit. Um, we're going to kill some time. Rom usually likes to tell you whatever we did uh, over the weekend. We did nothing. I mean, life now stinks. We're back to being locked up again. We have to wear masks in Palm Springs. Unfortunately, they opened Palm Springs, and everybody from Los Angeles, San Francisco, and neighboring towns came into Palm Springs. And guess what they brought with them? The COVID disease, the virus. So now Palm Springs is starting to go crazy with um, people coming down with the flu. Uh, I'm terrified of it because, you know, I'm 50. <laughs> and I don't want to go out and catch it because I have a lot of things to do, a lot more shows to do, and a lot more to bring to all of my people out there. So I worry. But we, we, I don't go out. I stay in the house. Jimmy does all the food shopping now. Uh, I sterilize him when he comes back. It's a hell of a way to live between the riots, the beating people up, the exploding, the shooting, the fireworks, the insanity, the stupidity. I mean, you know, protest is fine. I agree with protest. I protested gay rights way back in the Stonewall days. Uh, we gay people were also being abused by the police terribly and we fought back. But we didn't loot and burn and destroy and beat up. And we didn't cause any kind of prejudice between us and heterosexuals. We saw to that. We made sure that the, the heterosexuals of the world saw a bunch of nice people who were being poorly treated. And they felt sorry for us. And they understood our passion to be free. We couldn't say that we were gay because the landlord would kick you out. If you told your boss you was gay, you could be fired. That's why we're all hairdressers, makeup artists, and actresses and actors, because that's where gay people could go and not be kicked out. It was a hell of a time for me growing up in a very anti-Semitic, anti-black, anti-homosexual world. We got around it. We lived happily. We tried to make the best of what we had. Um, it wasn't anything like today. We didn't have the crime that we have or the murders that we have or the horrible uh, stuff that's going on. Back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, life in America was quite nice, even though we had all the prejudices I mentioned. But little by little, we let the world know that we're here. Black people count. White people count. Gay people count, Jewish people count, and people of all color count. We all count, and we all make our mark, and we all say what we want to say to make it equal. No one has the right to say that they are better than anyone else. Everyone is entitled to equal education, equal employment, equal housing, and the right to marry whomever they choose. That's it. Actually, I'm running for president. Happy Pride, Ron. Everybody's saying happy Pride. Well, it's and true. You know, I fought like hell when I was a younger. I'm still a fighter as an old bag. But when I was in my <laughs> well, when I was in my 30s, you know, I mean, I was a revolutionary. I was out there. I mean, I hung out in the village. I worked in the village. You know, I worked on I did cabaret. I did shows all over the, the gay world or the straight world. And I had a lot of um, 
fighting to do. I mean, I had to live with, hey, faggot, fudge packer, queero, gay, uh, not even gay, uh, what queer, whatever they used to call it, all those horrible words. I had to live with those words, just like black people had to live with their horrible words and Jewish people with their horrible words. And I think words do damage because I've been damaged by what I've been called. But I want to tell you something, and this is a little secret. So come on, come in close. Let me tell you, if I wasn't so abused by society when I was growing up, I would not be who I am today because I vowed as a young man that I would be somebody one day and I would have a speech that the world would hear and I would have a voice that the world would hear and the world hears my voice because right now five and a half million people are listening and my voice tells everyone, relax, we are human beings we all came out of the same snatch, not the same snatch, but the same way. And we're, <laughs> and we're all going to go back in the grave, whether we're burned or buried or blown up or sent to the moon. We all will die. So the time that you have on this planet, make it good, make it peaceful, make it joyous, make it beautiful, make it wonderful. Let it be picnics on grassy fields under apple trees with beautiful music and children and people dancing and loving. That's my vision of what the world should be. There you go. So we want to also give a welcome to Twism. Twism joined us in the chat room. Twism's going to be a daddy soon again, you guys. And Twism did the Jimmy and Ron song, which I freaking like love to death. I listen to it every day. So welcome to the show, Twism. It's White okay Peace. if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have to bust Twizal's balls. You know, you know where I came from, tw a twiz Twazil was another word for a woman's uh, vagina. We say Twazil. You know, hey, she's cute. You have a grandpa Twazil, like Trump did. But anyway, uh, back then we were allowed to do that. Uh, not really allowed, but the girls didn't mind. They kind of went, Ooh! they giggled. Then they, now you go to jail. Then they grab <laughs> our dicks back. You know, girls used to like to do sneak attack to grab our wangs to see how big they were. Anyway, coming from Brooklyn, it was a very outrageous place to be. It wasn't white glove blue-eyed protestant it was a different world of different jewish italian uh, all kinds of black people hispanic people we were all one big happy family and we didn't give a shit what we said or did we just did what we wanted to and said what we wanted to and that's when we had freedom of speech not like today where we're not allowed to say this that and the other thing most of it is good we shouldn't say the bad words about people but, you know, like commenting on a woman's beautiful figure or her lovely breasts or her beautiful face today is not accepted. It's called what is it called? Like sexual uh, harassment, harassment or some shit like Harvey yeah. Weinstein, you know, now like Ron Jeremy just got arrested. Everybody's getting arrested. <laughs> and so, so did, uh, wait, so wait, did wait, wait, wait. Harvey Weinstein. They want to compare us to Harvey Weinstein. I posted a beautiful picture of Adrian Barbo on my Facebook page today, and she's exposing her lovely bosoms and her beautiful face. And I thought it was a work of art. To me, it looked like a Grecian statue that you would see in, in Greece. You know, she only sends that picture out to me. I don't see her as a Swedish girl in Sweden, you know, blonde and blue-eyed. When I look at Adrian Barbo, I see Anna Magnani, I see Melina McCory, I see all those wonderful Greek, Italian, Sophia Loren actresses. I see her as... Adrian Barbo. Adrian Barbo. <laughs> I mean, I, I really love this broad. I mean, she hates me because of a joke I made once at a party, which we will never repeat. And I meant it as a joke, and she just walked away, and she said, I figured that. 
and walked away. So I don't. We're not going to bring that up. No, I'm not going to bring up the joke, but I don't think she likes me. So we may not have a great interview. She may say, "Oh, I remember you. You're the pig." <laughs> well, no. you know. Mm. No, you won't have any problem. She's no, I won't. The nicest woman on the planet. She is the nicest woman, but she, if she remembers what I said to her, she well, it wasn't anything dirty or bad. It was a joke, a cute little joke. But we can't repeat it. Uh, you know, once burned, you don't do it twice. You got to be a real schmuck to do that. Absolutely. But uh, I'm so happy that we are possibly going in a good direction one day to alleviate the anti-Semitism that we have in this country. It's on the rise again. Synagogues are being destroyed and Jewish people are being threatened. Um, groups of people are going into parts of Brooklyn that are Jewish and they're doing all kinds of hideous things with swastikas and uh, it's got to stop, folks. So Lorene, uh, Lorene's asking how to watch it on a big computer. Lorene, on my Facebook page, uh, I put the link. You can just like click it and go or you can go to YouTube and search for Talk4TV and you can see it. Also, you guys, if you're on Twitter, go to at W4CY Radio, retweet it. Uh, retweet the pin tweet and you can watch us on Twitter. Um, I love that. I think that's like the coolest thing there. So you're there now. Go. To, I don't know. You're on my Facebook page. It should be my last post on Facebook, I think. Uh, and you could just click and it'll take you right into it. Otherwise, you go to YouTube and hit search talk for TV, T-A-L-K for number four TV, and it'll take you right to us. I have a nickname for her, Lorene, my movie queen. Isn't that cute? Lorene, my movie queen. And thanks, She's Paul. my movie star. You know, Lorene Landon. Um, never left 1955 as far as I'm concerned. She has the glamour of Jane Mansfield, Marilyn Monroe, and um, who's the other? Mamie Van Doren. She's the sexiest lady you want to see. She wears gowns and dresses. She's just the most glamorous Hollywood thing we have today. Um, lots of young girls is trying to follow her now. I notice when we go to red carpets, many of our young friends who are in their 30s are starting to wear gowns and jewelry and hairdos and starting to look like Hollywood glamour girls. I learned a long time ago from my mother, who was an actress, and she said to me, if you're in show business, you have to be bigger and better than anyone on the planet. People have to look up to you and admire you. They have to want to copy your hairdo, your clothing, your lipstick, and whatever you do. That's what makes you a star. If you look like the audience, no makeup, your hair hanging, a riggy dress, you got a mop in your hand, the audience doesn't want to see you that way. They want you to be glamorous. They want you to be superstar. And that's what we try to push today on our show. I tell all our guests, come on, sexy. Come on, glamorous. Let's make our show a glamorous show. I don't want to make it look like you're sitting on the john, you know, doing an interview with us. <laughs> because that's what some of these broads look like when they come on. The men, I mean, I don't even have time for the men with those stupid hats. And they wear sunglasses and they got beards. You can't even see them. Hey, hey, watch it with the beard thing. Well, no, you don't even see what they look like. Between the sunglasses, the hat, and the beard, they look like a penis with hair. That's funny. A furry penis. But anyway, um, glamour. Let's bring it back. I remember dressing up when I was young and how wonderful it felt when I got all dolled up and I left my house and I went to the dance with my girlfriend or wherever, or my boyfriend, whichever mood I was in. And just feeling so grand and elegant and beautiful. And then when people come up and you say, oh, you look fabulous, that compliment went a long way. Today with these stupid haircuts buzzed to the brain, the beard, 
the crappy T-shirt, the baggy pants, the ugly sneakers. What the hell are you, eight years old playing marbles in the garden? Come on, guys, dress up. Look sexy. Women like it. Okay. <laughs> you a woman? I like T-shirts. No, I like T-shirts. I, I don't wear tennis shoes. I don't wear tennis no, but shoes. You though. wouldn't dare with me. I'd crucify you. But no, you, 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 you're a slob. I like loafers. But when loafers. Jimmy dresses up like a normal human, he looks wonderful. I love Jimmy puts on a tux or a suit. I'm in love all over again. I like faint from him. When he's looking like a slob, I look at him and go, oh, schlub. <laughs> you know, another schlub I married. But anyway, um, He's wonderful when he's dressed. He's so sexy. Trying to make myself sit up straighter. Yeah, you, otherwise you look like a little so chubby, get, chubby checker. I am a little chubby checker, but which what a week we had, you guys. Where is Adrian? I'm excited. I had a huge. Uh, oh, she says she's in the studio. So let's go ahead and bring Adrian, her in. Adrian, I cannot wait another minute. Don't do this to me. You're tantalizing. She's me. coming. I think you guys. I hope Adrian's coming. Says guest in studio. Hello. There's my girl that hates me. (laughs) I hate you. Yes, darling. Hold on. Wait, don't tell the story till we do. We have to interact with her. It's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. All right. Just say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Okay. I'm wondering if we have a history. What is going on? Oh, no, no. You're going to find out in a second. It's all good. It's all good. No, we do have a history. All right. I do, too, actually. I haven't met you You don't have a history. I have a history. I have a history. You met her like, hello, goodbye. No, I I didn't. Anyway, stop. Here we go. All right, everybody. Now we want we we're married, just in case you didn't know that. And we fight all the time. It's kind of like why four million people like us every week. So Five it's million. OK. You'll get used to it. So anyway, hey, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and beautiful Adrian Barbeau. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Let me introduce you to everybody. Uh, let me do all the introductions before you start telling your story. I'm excited. First, it's know, Adrian Barbeau. Okay, so, one of my favorite people so in the world. So this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Who blow smoke up no one's ass. I tell the truth. I love Adrian Barbeau. I have since Maud. What are you kidding? <laughs> I grew up with Adrian. <laughs> so that's him. And then we have a chat room and we literally have a ton of people in the chat room from every country. We have every country represented uh, Germany, Australia, uh, Canada, I don't know, all over the place. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. <laughs> Anybody there from the Netherlands? Um, oh, there will be in a minute, actually, because okay. we have re- we don't, have regulars don't, don't from tell the me, Netherlands. Don't tell me you're Dutch. No, 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 no. I just <laughs> because I spent, I spent six weeks in Amsterdam doing Pippin and just fell in love with it. Just fell in love with it. Oh, I actually love that. Well, I love because Amsterdam what I too. wrote about you on my page today was this big thing about. Do you want to know about Adrian Barbeau? And I wrote about you, and you should go on my page, Ron Russell's show, and read it. You will be so happy and so flattered. I don't think any other reporter has ever written what I wrote because it came from my heart, and it came with all true honesty and sincerity. Well, thank you, Ron. I'll read it as soon as we hang up. No, seriously. I I, I don't bullshit anybody. So tell your story. I'm, I'm famous for that. My story is... Jane Russell and I were good buddies and she was my date and I was talking with Jane Russell and Julie Newmar at Rock Hudson's house and you walked by and I said hello Adrian Barbeau and how are you and you said fine and how are you and we began to talk and then I said to you oh you know friends of mine have a nickname for you and you said oh yes what is it and I said it and you said oh I figured it would be something like that and you walked away (laughs) (laughs) so I said to Jane I said 
wow, she's some bitch. And Jane just looked. She said, well, Ron, you shouldn't have said what you said. It wasn't nice. <laughs> I said, fuck you, Jane. I can say whatever I want. You know, Jane Russell was my best buddy for like, we hung out. We were like brother and sister. So Jane and I used to fight like husband. He's and wife. older than he looks. I'm 80 years old. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I met you again at the convention center at Palm Springs for the for the uh, convention. And I went over to you. I figured, let me see if this chick really is a bitch. And I walked over to you and I started talking to you. And you were the sweetest and the nicest girl in the world. And you told me you just wrote wrote three books. And we chatted about it. And we had a lovely, then Faragamo, what's his name? The guy, the green guy, was Faragamo? Oh, uh, Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Lou, Lou, Lou came over and he started talking and sort of the conversation. And I was with Tony Curtis and Tony Curtis was making filthy remarks that he always makes. <laughs> you know, Tony was a pig. It was fun. Love Tony Curtis, my dearest friend. Well, anyway. I, have, I have to ask you a question because I just found out from one of my neighbors when you said you were at uh, um, Rock Hudson's house, right? Was it in Palm in Springs? The- Palm Springs on the co- on the circle on that half a curve. Oh, oh, oh! It's all now. I walked by. Yeah, yeah. You were at the party. Julie Newmar and Jane Russell and I were standing there, and I stopped you. I have pictures. I don't have pictures of you, but I have pictures of, <laughs> of everybody. I guess I didn't like you after what you said. But no, I. Then I was also with my my dear friend Stella Stevens, who, by the way, folks, pray for. She's got the onset of Alzheimer's. So Stella is is one of my dear friends. She was there. And you remember the party. It was in the house that... Um, she goes to so many parties. No, wait a minute. No, no, no. Look you, at her face. No, you can't forget this house because it is now owned by the lover of the late actor um, that George... Uh, uh, George um, uh, age is a wonderful thing, isn't it? When you lose your mind. George, George Nader. George Nader's lover now owns Rock Hudson's house. And I swear to God, Ron... I've never been at a party in Palm Springs. Adrian, Adrian, I'm not lying. Jackson? <laughs> no, Maybe it, it was in L.A. Maybe no, it LA. was in L.A. It was Palm Springs and Adrian. I'm, I was, He's talking about a long time ago. I'm going to call Julie Newmar and ask Julie Newmar. <laughs> It, it's quite possible. I mean, I don't remember, but the reason I asked you about Rock Hudson is one of my neighbors. I live in. Uh, no, Rock Hudson had been dead already. He wasn't. Oh, OK. Dead. Okay, because I, I I live in a in a in Studio City, California, uh, right. up on a hill on a little mountain, and I was walking the other day, and one of the neighbors we started talking, and she said, "You know, that's oh, we got a jam that they're they're remodeling or something." And I've lived here since 1980, and I never knew it was it, it was Rock Hudson's house. So I thought maybe that was what you were talking about. about no, 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 it was the house that Rock used to own. Find out more about that for me. He used to own it in Palm Springs. That's before he passed, and then he 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 um. James uh, George Nader, you know, remember George Nader, the actor, his lover inherited the house from Rock Hudson because they were very dear friends. But anyway, it happened. Trust me. And then also the convention center, I met you and then I met you one other time in L.A. at somebody's house. And I don't remember who. (laughs) (laughs) But I know that I I, I remember asking you how the books go. And you, I did. I, I remember that you had written three books, and I said, Adrian, how'd the books go? And you said, oh, well, 
still working on something with one and whatever, whatever. Well, let's ask real quick. So did the books, how did the books go? The books went well. I, I ended up writing a fourth one. The first one was my memoir. There were worse right. things I could do. And um, after I wrote that one, I was approached by uh, an Irish author who had many, many uh, books in the, uh, in the genre field. And he said to me, you know, you should write a book for your horror fans. And I thought, oh, I, I'm not sure, you know, not sure I can do that. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with it. So we wrote the first one, which is called Vampires of Hollywood. I love it. Uh, about an Armenian, a 450-year-old Armenian uh, vampire who happens to be a screen queen and who is the, uh, the leader of a clan of Hollywood A-list actor vampires. Orson Welles, Elvis Presley, uh, Charlie Chaplin. And then I went ahead and wrote uh, the sequel to that one called Love Bites. And then I wrote a, a third one called Murder, uh, Make Me Dead. I love it. And then I got busy acting again and, <laughs> and I haven't written anything since. But so now, asking. So now in this interview, I found out finally how your books did. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> took a long time, Adrian. Took a long Actually, time. Actually, memoir made the LA Times bestseller list, which was a real shock to me. I no, mean, it's not. No, it's, it's awesome. not. Because in talking to you, I found the little time that we had, I found you were very, very shrewd, smart, and quick to get to the point. You're not one of these that take two hours to get to say something. Um, now, this is going to sound, I'm gay, but I do like women. I was married, so I'm not a, a gay guy that doesn't appreciate a gorgeous woman with a beautiful body. Um, I must tell you, the first time I saw you in person, it was your eyes that took me. Oh, you. you have the most beautiful big brown eyes and those eyebrows. I said to myself, if this bitch doesn't play Salome, Cleopatra, <laughs> I will I will kill myself. You know, you have such an Arabic Egyptian. I've got to keep these on so I can see you guys. No, take Thank them off. Those, those, those eyes are too beautiful. Then I can't see you. <laughs> Just for a second, you too, can put them back. Too bad for you. Too bad for you. We could see your no, eyes no, and we enjoy it. So Everyone out there, she has got absolutely the most expressive. They're almond and they are like a Sophia Loren or an Ana Magnani looking eye. I mean, just she has that Melina McCoury. She's just not a blonde Swede. You just, <laughs> you just mentioned the three actresses that uh, I, I, God, I would strive to be. I mean, you are. Very, you are. All, all three of them, Anna Magnani. Oh my gosh. You are. I want to say something that Jimmy can have the floor before we went on the air. I said to Jimmy, I really like Adrian because it turned out in the long run that she's a sweetie pie. Jimmy is producing quite a few movies. And I said, Jim, why don't we consider Adrian for one of the films? And Jimmy said, yes. So you will be in one of the films and it's a good film, like three and a half million, four million buck film. It's not one of the, <laughs> the films like I'm in horror movies too. You know, one week shoot, $15 budget. <laughs> you get 200 a day if you're lucky. You know, I don't get those. So this is going to be like a real movie. I wanna... uh, you, you have to read my memoir, Ron. There is one chapter in there about... Uh, it's called The Rat Movie. <laughs> it's about me making a low-budget horror film in Russia on the day that they attempted a coup against the White House. <laughs> and, and, you know, 
being out in the, in the middle of the forest at Catherine Great's uh, uh, castle using pieces of Pravda for toilet paper because you know what you know what send me a copy but it must be signed by you because I have a stack of books on my coffee table by all the famous people that I love so much um I'm not kidding you. You know, I get it. We, I, listen, I've interviewed overnight. I will. You will. I'm going to give you the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, right. He doesn't no, I'm never excited. Do that. This is Adrian Barbo. This is not one of the other broads. This is somebody special to me. I remember watching her in Maud and having a nervous breakdown when she was a belly dancer dancing. I remember that. Too. And I thought to myself, are you really gay, Ron? <laughs> you know, there is something happening to you that gay men don't get over women like that. <laughs> and I never forgot it. Well, my friends and I, the next day, we all went out and said, oh, my God, that Adrian Bobo, she is the hottest thing in the world. Oh, my God. Guys were swooning, drooling, wishing they could marry you, be with you, meet you, whatever. It, you were a sensation. Now, question I want to get to. No, 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 no. Then you're going to have the floor, yeah, Do you notice how that he keeps no, going on and no, on because, and more and one because more? Because I'm interesting, you're not. No, it's not true. <laughs> no, no, listen. Did B. Arthur encourage that dance sequence back then when it was totally shocking, as she did in uh, Golden Girls with most of the series and the subject matter? B. Arthur, I think, was not afraid to be a first at anything. Am I correct? Um, I, I've never, that, that question has never come up. B was, was it, I've never thought of her as a, as a trailblazer, except that we were involved in a show that was so socially significant. What B was, was the penultimate professional and brilliant actress, as you uh, everybody agrees, you know, and comedian. And what was most important to her was the quality of the work we were doing. To the point where if, uh, you know, when we would have our table read and um, she was the first one to say, you know, this joke might be funnier if, if Aidy said it or if Conrad said it or Bill said it. I, she was so giving and it was all about the work. So if she thought that the dance was going to, you know, garner some, some notoriety or, or just works for the show, she, I, she would never have said anything. It was way ahead of its time, that dance. When Jane Russell made The Outlaw, they went crazy over her 36B bosom, which she told me that's all she was, a 36B. And the world went nuts because she showed cleavage, okay? Henceforth or after that, women were not allowed to show cleavage. They put a flower there or they put something to hide the cleavage. When you danced that dance, there was no flowers. There was nothing. And that was really provocative for the day. Today, we'd look at it and go, yeah, so what? Big deal. You know, today it's nothing because women go naked dancing. So, back, but back then it was a shockeroo. I met B here when she did the Gay Pride Parade in Palm Springs. Uh, I didn't have a chance to interview her because she couldn't get near her. All the girls were the gay girls, the gay guys were jumping all over her like jumping jacks. The few minutes I got out of her was this broad knew what she was talking about. Yes, she did. That she did. 
She I mean, still did. No baloney, no hullabaloo, no phony schmoney. This broad told it just like it was. And that's why I love B. Arthur. Yes. You know, my, my very good friend Stan Zimmerman wrote for Golden Girls. Yes. And, you know Stan Zimmerman? Yes. I love Stan. He's one of my yeah. dearest friends. And and he uh, has told me so many stories about all of the cast. Interesting. Anyway, I'm going to give you the Jimmy. I want to talk a few minutes. A, but wait a well, minute. I, wait, I want to end it with this. You're not going to end it. You're no, going to come back and no, talk. No, you're no, going to no, let me no, ask no, one question, I, and I then may, you're going to come I back. I may drop dead from her. I can't help it. <laughs> I, I'm going to do this for you. I'm sending you a kiss. And thank you so much for all the fun that you have brought into my life when I watch your work. I am thank sincerely, you. truly, honestly a great fan of yours. That's a kiss for you. Honey. Thank you very much. Thank you. And when when we're all finished, Jimmy, I need you to send me Ron's uh, email address because, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, my my memoir in in paperback or in hardbound is sold out. But I will send you a uh, an, an ebook. Do oh, you perfect, know? perfect. Oh, but you can't sign. You can't sign an ebook. Can I can I buy your book somewhere and I'll mail it to you? You sign it and send it back to me. You might. Oh, be I, able to I might be able to find one on eBay. On eBay, I bet. <laughs> I'll look. Yeah. I'll look, but in the meantime, I'll you know still what? send when you. When I go to visit Lainey, because Lainey doesn't live, Lainey Kazan doesn't live far from you. So when I go to visit Lainey, I'll just drop the book off. You sign it. Okay. All right. Good enough. Good deal. All right, my turn. Here we go. First of all, everybody in the chat room is going crazy. There's all the guys are saying how you were their like crush all their whole lives growing up. My family was very big. My mom was a big B. Arthur Maud fan, so I was I was younger. I'm I'm younger than Ron, so like uh, I was younger when, but we used to always watch it because we only had one TV and that's what we had to watch. Um, um, so it was very interesting. But I actually met you. I'm friends with Chris Rowe and Malcolm McDowell, and I met you at Spooky oh. Empire. Uh, at Spooky Empire, I used to live in Florida. Which um, is I, that? Was that Orlando? Which which um, city? Yes, it's in Orlando. Yeah, That's Orlando. in Orlando, and I have all kinds of pictures with you, which I should have shared with everybody since you were coming on. <sighs> um, but you were a pleasant, a pleasure then, and I didn't make any snarky, weird remarks. Um, so you 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 loved me. <laughs> my, my, my remark, my remark was quite innocent. It, no, seriously, I didn't want anyone out there to think it was vulgar, coarse, or dirty. Yeah, it, was. it was a no, it wasn't. Okay, anyway, my it was turn. A cute it's supposed little... to be my turn, remember? <laughs> yeah, but not not when you say what you said about my remark. When you, it's clearly not. Okay, Goodbye. so so first first thing we have to bring up real quick. I want to talk a little bit about some of your uh, a few of the things that you've done in your history that that everybody loves so much and brag a little for you. But before we do that, um, we did meet you because we were promoting for the love of Jesse. Uh, your oh. new new film, um, David Maccabee uh, directed and wrote it with Curtis Schlarbaum, and it stars Randy Wayne, which Ron just did a horror movie with Randy Wayne. Oh, Mandala, uh, Clown He's Fear. Great. I loved him. He's a great guy. Yes, uh, For the Love of Jesse just came out. I've got two others. One, one other that just was just released, which is a golf comedy <laughs> starring Dan Loria. Oh, cool. And uh, very funny. And uh, another short horror film that was just just has started making the circuit. And another one that I is I'm excited about that is uh, was just chosen for the Fantac Fantasia. Oh, film big festival. film festival! Big film festival. festival. Unfortunately, it's all going to be online this year. But but yes, starting with the love of Jesse, um, which is a 
uh, not a horror film. <laughs> yes, not a horror film. It's a drama. It's well, a you beautiful men- story. You mentioned Randy in a film with me. Now I have to tell what it is, otherwise people wonder. The film is titled The Big Friggin' Rat. No, it's not. He's in Which Clown one? Fear. Oh, Clown. Okay. Well, it's another. <laughs> he another... just he did a rat movie, too, though, that hasn't come out yet called The Big Freaking Rat. Right. So he was in Clown Fear with me. I forgot which movie I was in. But anyway, <laughs> hey, I'm 80 years old. I'm lucky I know where the toilet is, you know? Uh, hey, when do you get to be 80, Adrian? It's no, it's no uh, walk I'm in the park. There, I'm no, not, not really, but it's no walk in the park. Trust me. I have to think before I speak, which is an impossibility. <laughs> oh, also, I'm supposed to. Eileen Shapiro is in the chat room, and she just sent me a text message to make sure I say hello uh, from her. So I, you remember Eileen. So say hi to Eileen real quick so she can be included. Hi, Eileen. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I, Eileen is one of our closest and dearest and best friends. And she's a delightful lady. And I'm so happy she got rid of the color hair and now she's a blonde and she looks young and sexy. <laughs> so hold on. So we, so I want to talk about, before we talk about the movies, I want to talk a little bit about your voice work because people in the chat were writing the first time they had heard of you. These are younger people, you know, whereas like in Batman, I think Batman, you did some uh, voice work and, and uh, I actually just got cast for my first voice work thing. I've never done it before. Um, and uh, so tell us a little bit about, like, how did you get go from the acting to the voice thing? And how is that different for you? Well, uh, it, way back in 1984, I had just had my first son, Cody Carpenter. And um, I was approached and I didn't want to work full time, you know, while Cody was little. And I was approached by an agent who had heard, heard me on $20,000 Pyramid. And she called and she said, you know, I, I think you've got a great voice for cartoon, uh, not cartoons, for commercials and, and animation and, uh, and things like that. So I started out as early as 84, I think, was when I first started doing commercials and, uh, you know, in, individual animation things. And then it must have been in the late 80s or early 90s, because Batman was released in the 90s, uh, I just got a call to come in and audition for the role of Catwoman for Batman. And um, that is so cool. And they hired me. <laughs> and so since then, I, you know, I've, uh, I've, done, I've done a lot. And what I do now, and uh, the reason I won't be able to stay with you much, you know, m- much more past another half hour or so is... Um, I do uh, video describing for the blind. Oh, cool. Wow. That's wonderful. That's great. I really, really enjoy. And uh, so, you know, if you're watching your television and it happens to be one of the series that I do and you use the SAP channel uh, or the SAP button on your TV, you will hear my voice or someone's voice describing what's going on on screen in between the dialogue for people who are uh, visually challenged. I right. like, love That's it. That's very good. Questions now we have to get to because people want me to ask you. And if okay. they don't, they're going to be pissed off if I don't. Are you married? How many children do you have? And where are your children and what do they do? I am divorced. I have three children. My older son, Cody Carpenter, is a very well-known, well-respected, successful composer, uh, he just finished, well, it's been about a year, well, no, he and his dad, and uh, 
his dad's godson, uh, his dad is John Carpenter, um, and Daniel Davies just finished scoring the new Halloween movie that will be coming out later this year. They scored the last one. It was great. Uh, the last one was excellent. Yes, it was. My freaking was the music was great. <laughs> The music was great, and the movie was great, and it's the first, the biggest opening, I think, or the most successful movie with a lead female over 50, like in like a zillion years. That's great. Oh, I loved That's it. Great. I thought it was terrific. And, I did. Uh, and when Cody's not uh, performing or creating, it, when he's not composing, he's a Japanese linguist. He's, he's, he's. Like a genius <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he lives in japan whenever he can right now he's in la because he's been working but so that's my older boy and then i have two twins 23 years old twins uh william van zandt just graduated from brown a year ago and he is on his way to being a very successful record producer he's producing hip-hop artists Good for uh, him. And, and doing quite well. And I have, and fortunately for me, uh, he's got his studio here in my house. So I, you know, <laughs> he's here all the time. And uh, his brother Walker is just finishing at the Fashion Institute in uh, Los Angeles. He designs men's street, street clothes. And he has his oh, own, good. He has own line of, of clothing, mine until morning m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g he's got that on the website and uh and he's but he's still finishing up his uh education i love that first please, of all please tell him to design some elegant glamorous clothing they, for us men to they wear. don't do that for streetwear i, I want no <laughs> listen Adrian remembers the back in the 60s, 50s. We wore beautiful clothes for streetwear. We didn't go out with hats backwards and ripped T-shirts <laughs> and shorts and dirty sneakers. We would be so embarrassed. I wouldn't go to New York City in a pair of jeans if you shot me when I was young. It's I so got dressed funny. in a suit to go to shopping. I, I, the reason how City. I broke how I broke into entertainment was as a clothing designer. I made all one of a kind clothes. I dressed Elton John and Madonna. I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious. I stopped doing it uh, many years ago, but it was uh, fabulous. That's how I dressed everybody, and that's how I became friends with the horror community because I would go to conventions and give them clothes and ask them if I could take pictures, and then I would get them to come on the show, and that's how we built the show originally. That's um, fantastic. But, like, I like love it, and as far as the music thing, like I got named the number one music publicist in the United States uh, like a year and a half ago, uh, so like I'm big into both of those things, and I think they're terrific. And I think that so go back to design. Oh, hang on, hang on. Wait a second. And so, so your kids are like geniuses, though. Like one of them studies in Japan, the other one goes to Brown. I mean, Brown, like, like it's hard as hell to get into Brown. He was okay. There. Next question, Adrian. Okay. If you met the right guy, would you marry again? I wouldn't marry again. I'd love to meet the right guy. I don't. I don't. I don't need to be married again. But I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to have someone to to you know end my life with and and go traveling if we can. Yeah, but what if he insisted on marrying you? What if, what if he wants and, to marry uh, you? What if he's very really really rich? So he's not after you for bucks. So he's really really rich. You can have. He really, really, really rich doesn't. It doesn't really appeal to me, Ron. Really, really rich. It doesn't really appeal to me. No, no, no. What um, I meant was, if if you're afraid that a man might marry you for what he could get out of you, which is no, not no, no. 
No, that that's never crossed my mind. Never crossed oh, your mind. Okay, good. So, so what have you got to get? I mean, I wanted to marry Jimmy, and I said to Jimmy, listen, I'm no backstreet jerk. I'm not going to be your trick. And, I, and that's it. I want to be married. I want to be decent. I mean, I've been married all my life. You know, I have two children. I was married 16 years to a very beautiful New York model. And then I had another partner for 46 years who died of pancreatic cancer. So I've been married. I'm new. Only I've, nine years. I've been yeah, we're <laughs> nine years. So I've been married all of my life since 19. I wouldn't know how to be single. And you know what? I wouldn't want to be single because I see my single friends, what they're going through with the jerks that are out there. Forget about it. Well, there is that. I mean, I don't go through that because I just don't, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't meet anybody. But um, I, 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 uh, what I mean is, I mean, I, it would be lovely to have a companion. There you go. I agree. Whether or not marriage enters into it, that's yeah. not. That's Jane, not. Jane Russell always said to me, the Lord made everything in twos. And she believed that. And I believe what she said also. All right, hang on. I got to do because there's all kinds of fans in the chat room. Also, first of all, you guys, I'm going to do some bragging. Um, uh, so here's some of the things that you've seen her in. I like the horror stuff because I'm a horror fan. Um, but we've got Back to School. That's Rodney Dangerfield, you guys. The Thing, Swamp Thing with uh, Escape from New York, The Cannonball Run, which is a great movie from my youth. Uh, the Fog. She was on every major television show possible for the last, like, Many years. I don't want to like give a number that doesn't makes her sound old when she's so young, and she's, uh, old. And no she's fabulous. Old. And some of the people that she's worked with, and I I put this list together because some of these people have been on our show, and also because Ron's a Turner Classic Movie guy, he will like this list. Oh. Um, so here's a few of the people that she's had the great opportunity to work with: Louis Jordan. That's yeah. one of the I, knew, I knew Louis. I went to a party. It is Ray Wise. Hang on, Ray Wise. David Ray Wise has been on our show. David Hess has been on our show. Kurt Russell, Ernest Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, Harry Dean Stanton, Tom Atkins has been on our show, Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Jackie Chan, Peter Fonda, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Lee, John Houseman, Hal Holbrook. I didn't know you were married to John Carpenter. I must live under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, one of the greatest like horror directors in the history of like movies and stuff. Yes, and like, I didn't, and I didn't even like know that he, like, I wrote down that you got to work with him and I didn't know you like were married. <laughs> him, so I, I, now I feel like an idiot, but those are some of the few people that you've been on. And then you just did a movie. I don't think it's come out yet. Lance Henriksen's like my favorite actor. Like he's a friend. Oh. Um, you did bring me the head of Lance Henriksen, which I can't wait till it comes out. Even if it's the dumbest movie ever, I will have to have it because I think it sounds hilarious and I love all the people who did cameos in it and you did another movie called exorcism at sixty thousand feet with lance hendrickson bill mosley and kelly maroney your friends of ours and and the guy who did the special effects joe castro is a very oh, good friend of one ours. of my best dearest oh, friends oh, i okay. love joe joe castro oh. is my best friend is that movie good like we do we need to go watch it did you enjoy it was it fun it's supposed to be a horror comedy right a spoof yes yeah joe, joe it, said it was a spoof it's sort of uh Airplane meets the Exorcist. I love it. Now, Burt Reynolds was a very good friend of mine for years because of Lee Winkler. Do you know Lee Winkler of Global? Oh, my God, Ron. We'll have to talk at another no. time. <laughs> Lee, Lee Winkler was my dearest friend because his wife, Perry Winkler, at the time, was my best friend for 100 years. In fact, she's going to celebrate her 99th birthday next month. So Lee Winkler has passed away, but Lee and I were like brothers. I adored Lee so much. And Bert, of course, was with um, Sally Fields at the time. Then he was with uh, Dinah Shore. 
So I met all of them. Out of all of them, the one that he truly loved was Stella Stevens. Not Stella Stevens. Stella, uh, the, the Swedish actress, the blonde. Not Stella. Stevens. Uh, something Stevens. She committed suicide. You remember? The beautiful blonde Stevens. Uh, Inga Stevens. Do you remember Inga Stevens? I love the name. I dated, Bert and I dated for, uh, you know, maybe four or five months. I know that. <laughs> I know everything. I know everything about Bert. Oh, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to look for a copy of your book because I actually, yeah. I went to, here's how our six degrees of separation is. Bert Reynolds' brother was my high school football coach. And so he, Burt Reynolds used to come to our, come to school and hang out on the bleachers with all of us and just tell stories, uh, which he didn't tell us any about you. So no, I, 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 used to, I used to see Bert and Sally up at Perry and Lee's house up in Truesdale Estates on Sunday. They would have, I'm, I'm sure you might've gone to one. I missed you, but they had a Sunday brunch all the time by the pool and Sally adored him. But the one that loved him the most was Brenda Vaccaro. Because when they broke up, Brenda was asking everybody in, that she met, where's Bert, who's he with, can I find him? She was stalking him. Poor Brenda. I love Brenda Vaccaro. She's a neighbor of yours, I guess. In Studio City? Well, she's the next one over, Van Nuys. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so is Craighead. He lives there. We have a lot of our friends that live where you live in your little neck of the woods. In fact, Jimmy, you know, I'm having difficulty now at 80 with the heat here in Palm Springs. I get heat exhaustion and heat stroke easily. So Jimmy and I may have to leave Palm Springs. And now we're looking in Sherman Oaks or Van Nuys uh, to move because it's a cooler temperature. And I'm going to miss Palm Springs because I love it. So I have a bucket list question for you because you've worked with everybody. You're constantly working all the time, which I want to number one, kudos to you um, for not having like, you know, some actresses have these huge gaps, uh, you know, but you're constantly working and in demand. And, and I understand why, because you're so talented. So bucket list, if you could, uh, who, who haven't you worked with yet that you think, oh, my God, I would really love to get an opportunity to work with this male and female. And then my other question that I like to ask is if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you have liked to have been in? As far as the actor goes, she's going to say Ron Russell. <laughs> 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 we may work together, my darling. We may. Because, you know, Thomas, Ch Thomas Churchill is a good friend of mine. And now I'm going to tell Church, call Adrian for one of the movies. He's got a bunch coming up that we're going to be he in. Needs, yeah, he, she needs, so, he I has have to be I, in her bigger ones, though. I she's have, not going to do those. No, no, ones. Churchill. Churchill is no schlub. Churchill's, look, the big rat. Everybody's fighting over it right now to distribute it. I'm not supposed to talk about that. So I never said it. I never said it. It all comes down to the words on the page, you know. There you go. I, I will. I've, I've taken. I've taken things. My agent said, "Why are you doing that? It's it's a, a four days work, a really low budget." I thought the script was just perfect. It was a. It was a twenty-two minute short film called Alice Jacobs is Dead, which went on to win San Diego Comic-Con best film and Chicago best actor and actress. And, and I just thought that the writing was, was exceptional. And so you never know why someone takes, takes a role. No, you know, I, I took I, a role in, in Russia because I wanted to go to Russia. There you go. That's perfect. I, I said to Debbie Reynolds one day, I said, Debbie, why are you all over the place? Don't you ever get tired? Every place I go, I look, you're here, you're there, you're in opening of garage doors, any kind of opening. She said, Ron, if I don't let them know I'm here, they'll think I'm dead. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's a, a very 
intelligent comment because a good friend of ours came on our show who I love a lot. Jimmy helps you with his name, the Italian actor, the guy from Brooklyn, the one that went out with Lainey Kazan. Oh, uh, Paul Servino. Paul Servino. Love Paul Servino. And he moved to Pennsylvania and bought a farm. And I said, gee, we have a place in Pennsylvania. We have to catch up, Paul. He said, I'm not there anymore. I said, what happened to the farm? He said, I sold it. Why? He said, because I couldn't get work. I had to move back to town. So people saw me and offered me parts. And Savino now is working his buns off. So, you know, you out of sight, out of mind. There's no question about it. And yeah. that's why Adrian has to be out there doing all she can to get people to say, She's hey, yeah, all the time. let's get Adrian Barbo. So Hold on. Good. Go back, though. You have to go back now. Who, who's your bucket list? A male and female actor that you think would be fun to work with, and what movie would you have liked to be in? Like he wants you to be like in Cleopatra or something. No, I, I, I want her to be in a in a in an epic. I would love to see her as a ruler. You know, she's Armenian. She had my friend uh, Susan Farrell Farrell through marriage. She was an Armenian. She looked like Cher. She was a gorgeous girl, and she had that same exotic beauty that. Everybody would faint from long jet black hair, those eyes. Why the Armenians have those eyes, I'll never know, but they do. Arabs don't, Arabics don't even have those eyes. Armenian women have exquisite eyes. They so really hold on, do. let her go. Go ahead. Who's your answer? Well, it's funny. I, this wasn't something I had ever aspired to, but you keep mentioning Jane Russell. And when John Carpenter and I first got together, he wanted to do... Wasn't it Gentlemen Prefer Blondes that Jane? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. He wanted to do a remake of Gentlemen Prefer Blondes for, with me doing the Jane Russell role. I, you know, I'm not, I've never been a person who, who had a bucket list like that. I always loved the role that Jane Fonda did in Clute. I oh, really, good movie. Wonderful performance, wonderful movie. And I think Jeff Bridges is one of the most, is, is one of the greatest actors we've got. Um, and even uh, even this many years later when, uh, I mean, I would, I'd love to work with Jeff, but I don't, I don't, I never think about things. Like oh my gosh, that's a good one though. Nobody's ever said Jeff Bridges no. and I love Jeff Bridges. I love Jeff. Oh my God. I he may, he, he's an actor who changes his look all the time. He's always doing something different. And I like that in an actor. You know, years ago, Cary Grant, who I loved and adored, and I always wanted to be Cary Grant. Didn't do it. Didn't make it, but I wanted to be. And Cary Grant only played Cary Grant. But we loved him that way. We didn't want him any other way but Cary Grant. Jeff Bridges plays characters, as Meryl Streep does, as, as quite a few actors do. I would love to play characters. Would you like to play characters, Adrian? I do play characters. <laughs> I mean, way out from what you are. I mean, a very ugly old lady with a gray wig and eyeglasses who's a spinster who lives in a haunted house, let's say. Would you well, accept that role? I have played that. I have played that. <laughs> you play that? Are you kidding? You should see me in... Um, it's the sixth season of Sons of Anarchy, and the episode is called Something Invaded. I can't remember what the episode is called. I play, it, it's one of the most vile, vicious characters you could imagine. I played um, Venus's mother. Did you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? I did. I loved it. Uh, we had a Venus is Walter Goggins. Mm -hmm. I played. Did I play his mother? Yes, I played his mother. 
It's just one episode, but vile. But, you know, going back to Creepshow, not Creepshow, going back to Swamp Thing, I've played, <laughs> you know, real bitches. Uh, um, I did, an, uh, a, I did a, a film with um, Tobin Bell and... Oh my gosh, my name. I love Tobin Bell. Uh, Tobin, well, Tobin and I played uh, an incestuous brother and sister on uh, Criminal Minds about two year, three years ago, I guess. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up because I love Criminal Minds. I thought I've seen them all, I and would, I love I, I and I love. Hang on, and work. I love and I love Tobin Bell and uh, the Saws franchise. Before it got stupid at the end, was one of my favorite Saw franchises, and I even I have the actual Pink Pig that they used in Saw Three in the yeah. movie. I have the actual one because I like to collect stuff. Um, do you have an action figure? Do you have any action figures of any any of your characters you've ever played? Is there like a Funko Pop or anything of you? Well, there certainly is a Catwoman, but I think there is, and now there is one of Swamp Thing. I don't know if it's me. I can't remember, but I, I mean, I sign a lot of Catwoman pop, pops. Oh, where, that's so cool. And um, there's I'm going to have to go get it. I have to get, I collect all, I have an office filled with uh, action superheroes and horror movie memorabilia. And I, anybody who comes on the show who has an action figure, I immediately go out and buy it for my collection. Yeah, but there's not an inch of that room that he could possibly put. In. <laughs> there is a wonderful, there is a wonderful collectible from the fog. I don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of, um, uh, it's a, Cotton. <laughs> it's a bunch of cotton. It's the fog. <laughs> That's an easy one. I can make more later. Yeah, he can make that. Look out for that one. <laughs> but there is, there is something from, I think it's from Swamp Thing. I don't know if it's my character, but I know I've been signing a lot of them. Um, I love that. I, 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 I'm gonna go. Goog I'll Google it on eBay and see. I'm find it on eBay. Now, Adrian, how are you holding up with this? We're locked up stuff. You know, I've been very not, not working and not working. Well, I have been working. I've been very fortunate. Um, I am able to do my video describing. I just did Mrs. America for uh, Netflix, and uh, I just did it. Oh, I'm doing the. Um, well, it hasn't dropped yet. I'm doing another series for CBS. <laughs> and a lot of movies and, and things like that. I'm able to do my video describing from the house because my son has a complete recording studio here. So they send me the script and they send me the video and uh, we record it here and then send it back to them and, and they put it all together. So I've been able to do that. That's um, awesome. I have two... Uh, dogs that I, you know, I get out and get walking with every day. And wait, wait, what kind of dogs do you have? We I've got a Siberian Husky and oh. a Golden Retriever. Oh, beautiful! Uh, who was a, who was a rescue? But I'm able. We to, have three rescues. Do you? Uh, I'm able to, dogs. I'm able to meet with one or two friends, and then I go and meet with my son Cody. And we walk, you know, on opposite sides of the street with our masks on, but that that keeps us going. And, um, you know, I ended up 
I've got a big house that needs cleaning. Oh, oh. That's, that's Astro. He's, he's our little one. He's only like eight pounds. Oh. Now, Adrian, Adrian, I just received the law of the new laws of making film. And I wanted to cry. I thought it was, I mean, I, I'm in a shot. I, I film now, in, I think in three weeks, I'm in a movie called um, Clam Motel 2. And the scene <laughs> I'm in is only two other actors and myself. And we are not allowed to to socialize off the set. We must wear masks when we're not working. We cannot go to the food wagon. We cannot. I mean, what the hell are they nuts? This is not even fun anymore. Yes, but Ron, it dying isn't fun either. You no, know? I know that. But all they have to do is take our temperature, and that should. They're going to be doing that too. I know that, but that should say that we could. At least socialize. Well, you can be asymptomatic. You can have no symptoms True. and have the virus and be passing it to someone else, right. which is no. So it's, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun on the set anymore. Now it's, it's in only going to be for a while. And uh, eventually, I, I another it. year from now, you it'll know, be better. I've been in the business fifty-eight years, and I've made a lot of film and TV and stuff. And I enjoyed all of the fun that was off-camera uh, with some of the, the stars that I won't mention, who were quite risque and funny. And uh, as you, you can't know, do that now anymore. Anyway, as, no, I, know, I know that. I know that. That's what's sad. I mean, I remember a, a film. Some uh, some years ago that I was on, and one of the young girls was quite endowed and sexy and blonde and beautiful. And when she came on the set, all the guys were like flirting, whistling, and carrying on, and she loved it. Today, if you do that, they you're arrest done. you. You're done. They sue you. You can't do it. Let's move so on. So why are women putting in fake breasts? I mean, you're putting on these beautiful big breasts, and then if a guy comments on them, you smack them and, and sue them. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyway, well, we're gonna not not go there and uh, go. So hold on. So everybody, listen. Adrian is because uh, I know she's got to go in a minute. Um, um, I, yeah, I told her all the new movies coming out. <laughs> I told her. I told her. I told her thirty minutes, and so we're on. Hey, for Adrian, longer. listen up. We're gonna have lunch when I get to town, and we have a lot to talk. I'm serious. I'll take it to a nice deli, the one on Ventura Boulevard. I love it. <laughs> You know the Jerry. deli, the Jewish jet. Yeah, right. I love that place. Or arts, Jerry's or arts. <laughs> arts, arts. He, the best chopped chicken liver in the world. Anyway, we'll go and have lunch, and we'll talk about Lee and everybody because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So listen and also, up. Also, you being in Jimmy's movie. So listen up, you guys. You can follow Adrian Barbo on Twitter. She's at a Barbo, a b a r b e a u. Um, we had uh, uh, B Claudia join us in the chat room real quick, and and uh, can you just say hi to B? I always have everybody say hi to B because she's like our biggest thing. So say hi, hi B Claudia. There and you go. I, I'm I'm more often on uh, Instagram. And what is your Instagram? A, a lowercase Adrienne underscore lowercase Barbeau. I am more often on Instagram and and my Instagram is hooked up to Facebook. So uh, sometimes I, I'm on Facebook. I'm I'm not on Twitter as often. Uh, you know, I, I uh, I'm not on Twitter as often. I might be when time comes to promote like this this last film that just came out, The Eagle and the Albatross. Uh, you know, I try and do everything I can for the producers in terms of if I think it's, if I want to promote the film, and I do want to promote the, the For the Love of Jesse and The Eagle and the Albatross. And um, Is The Eagle and the Albatross out already? Yes, that's the golf comedy. That's with Dan and Oh, got it. Adrian, Adrian. Oh. 
Are there going to be any red carpets for any of your movies? I mean, or my movies? Are they going to do red carpets anymore? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I actually was just asked to audition for something uh, like a, a big, I think it was sort of like a disaster movie. Um, and they were talking, it, one of the articles in Variety or something was talking about how they were going to have the red carpet in cars and things like that. In cars. Yeah, I don't how, know. How are you going to show know. your beautiful gowns? All the girls no, got these I have beautiful never gowns. I part in that part of the industry. I've never, I'm not big on going to, you know, premieres and things like that. Well, if all these beautiful girls are going to be in cars, they better play Donna Summers. Toot, toot, tweet, tweet, bad <laughs> girls. Talking about those bad girls. Because that's what it's going to look like. So what was the name? Well, give us the name of the movie again one more time. Well, we have For the Love of Jesse. And what's the other one? For the Love of Jesse and The Eagle and the Albatross, which is streaming on uh, Amazon. And it's available as a deep. In fact, I just got an email from the producer this morning saying that Amazon had sold out of the DVD three times already. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. And it's on Apple play or Apple TV and Fandango and Google, Google play. Is that that one? Yes. On all the streaming channels. There you go. Okay. And, so um, the one well, that's coming up for Fantasia is called unearth and that's with Mark Lucas. Have you worked with Mark? Lucas? No, we haven't, but I love him. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. And that when I'm, uh, it's, it is in the horror genre, but it's about fracking. So it's, uh, it's, it's worth, I think it's going to be worth seeing. Anything, and, anything with you and it is worth seeing, according to my Facebook page. Uh, you've got to see what, no, you've got to see what people came in and said about you. They love you. They Everybody love you. Them. They love the fog. No, that you're a great actress. I almost dropped dead. I thought. I hope they remember who she is because today they don't remember anything. No, if you're not yesterday in a the movie, they say who? Like I was at doing a lecture at a college and I mentioned uh, Jane Russell. They just had a blank face. I said, no one knows who Jane Russell is. And they all shook their head. No. I said, you know who Barbara Streisand is? And the kid in front of me said, no, but I heard of her. So, you know, twenty three, you know, it's I mean, what the hell is going on? We work, our, <laughs> we work our asses off to become famous and we get to be 50 and nobody knows who we are anymore. What is this shit? Anyway, so thank you, Adrian, so much. Thank you guys you. follow her on everything. Watch all her everything. movies. Um, <laughs> my, we website love is, my website is also abarbo.com. Okay, abarbo.com for the website, you guys. We want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Continued success. We love you, and we think you're fabulous, and have a great – and go have fun recording now. And we'll thank see you, you very much. We'll okay. see Bye. You, we'll see you at lunch. Okay. That's Bye. a day. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetheart. What a nice girl. Hey, everybody. That's Adrian Barbo. She's fabulous. Uh, She's we, a nice, nice girl. Absolutely nice. just wonderful. So we want to mention everybody, too, that you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show uh, weekly, we're on Wednesdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're on W4CY radio, K4HD radio, Jackalope radio, iHeart radio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Spotify, and Pandora. It's very cool, too. You can watch us on Facebook, you can watch us on YouTube, and you can watch us on Twitter. And uh, we're also on Comcast, Vimeo, Roku, and YouTube for the video, but you can see us everywhere. We want to thank everybody in the chat room. Everybody seems to be enjoying uh, Adrian. She's fabulous. 
she's one of those actresses that sort of um, came were big, faded, came were big, came were faded. You know, it's a shame that um, if you don't have the right publicist or the right studio behind you, you just don't become a superstar. Most of the people from my generation of theater and movies, like uh, the great old legends of Hollywood, they had a studio behind them that promoted them and pushed them, and they had the best PR people in the business. So it's not only your looks and talent that get you famous, it's who you work with. Um, which is absolutely true. So we, real quick too, you guys, we want to give a promo. I want to give a promo to this one movie, Exorcism at 60,000 Feet, starring uh, Adrian Barbeau, Kelly Maroney, Bill Mosley, and Lance Henriksen. Uh, special effects by Joe Castro. I totally want to see it just because because we know because, so many people in it. And, and somebody on my Facebook page said, ask her about when she was sitting in the airplane seat and Joe Castro's behind her with the puppet that was the little monster. Uh, I didn't know what to ask her about that. You know, what could she possibly say? But yeah, Joe Castro was the puppeteer. So I, whoever wrote that in, I'm sorry, I didn't ask a question. You got to like love it. Um, okay, so I think we're going to bring on our next guest. Who, who I think is going to be an outrageous explosion. For some reason, I don't know why, I just looked at her picture and I said, oh, this broads, she's got it all she does have it all so go ahead rebel let's go ahead and let her in if she's there oh you don't see her anymore rebel says she doesn't see her anymore she was there a minute ago um maybe she's coming back uh, or maybe she's got to hit her video oh there she is there she is oh she was almost there let's see if hello there she is can you hear us i don't think she can hear us rebel uh <laughs> can you hear us no hang on let me type um can you hear us there we go i heard something oh that was me maybe that was you she can see us still no sound uh rebel type in there what you, uh you gotta what do you call that when you gotta like let somebody do their uh um audio uh have to permit audio she's beautiful we have to have to permit audio. Um, see, well, we're having the same problem we had last week with what this face. How do we fix that? Oh, he, the headphones didn't work for him. Try taking. Try taking talk, Ron. What's what do you want me to say? I don't, you know, but I don't want dead air. No, but I have, I have nervous breakdowns when this happens. Get nuts! I get crazy. Yeah, there you are. We heard her. Yeah. Yay! Yay! <laughs> no, no. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good. So, did the headphones? Did did that work by unplugging the headphones? Yes. Okay, yeah, so we, I we guess that. I don't work. know. <laughs> I don't know why we had that same problem last week with somebody, and and we it took us fifteen minutes to figure it out. Um, so it was terrible. Yeah. So we figured it out quick. I love that. All right, remember that one. Remember that one, uh, Rebel. All right, so let's let's get an, the introduction for you, and then we'll get started. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous singer, songwriter, actress, and record label owner. Owner, Cy Own. Is that how I pronounce it? Yes, I own you. Yay! <laughs> Yay! All right. So while we got you here, we're very excited to have you on the show. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. 
I told Jimmy, I said, this one's going to be explosive just by looking at you. And now hearing you, I know you're explosive and you're going to have so much to tell us. And you are just one way out looking great girl. Thank you so much. Let me tell you, 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 you're not cheated in the looks department. I bet the, I bet the guys chase you all over. Maybe. <laughs> oh, don't maybe me. You know, it's a real compliment, too, because we're gay and we're married. married. So it's not like we're, you know, when a gay guy tells you you're gorgeous, it's a real compliment because it's not like, you know, they're trying to make a pass at you or anything. Right. Not, not, not hitting on you. Not hitting on you. So we. We have a chat room filled of people. We have like almost every country covered in the chat room. Please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone tuned in from all over the world. How are you guys doing today? Please stay safe and well due to this quarantine coronavirus time. Hello, hello, hello. Yay. So tell us, where are you actually from? Because I think I read your family was from Trinidad and Tobago or something. Yes. Yeah, my family, both of my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, Tobago. Okay. Tobago. What did you say? Tobago. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, and you know what? He told me he graduated sixth in his class. I did graduate sixth. Oh, so I'm not. I don't believe that shit. He never graduated sixth in his class. He's full of crap. Tobago, Tobago. But you know what? Don't, don't feel bad because a lot of people sometimes do um, pronounce it. I guess depending on where you come from, you pronounce it differently. So, yeah, but it's Tobago. In our island, we say Tobago. Okay, so how did we come up with, how did your parents come up with the name Sion? My mom came up with the name Sion, and she was, uh, she was reading something, something with, with names with African descent and, and Latin descent, and she stumbled across the name Sion, and she really loved the meaning of the name, which means sweet and lovable, and she thought it was perfect for who I am as a person, sweet and lovable. I love that, though. I'm I think sure it's great. Are. You should make that. I mean, everybody should know that that's what it means, because yeah. I actually wrote that down, but I thought it would be cooler if you said yeah, it. Yeah, my, par my parents, my middle name is Rocco. Rocco is the saint of animals. He's always got dogs around him, and we have three rescues, so that's good. But in, but in Brooklyn, my name Rocco means kill a mafia monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they knew that when they named you Rocco. <laughs> so you guys, too, you can follow her on Twitter. She's at I am Sion. It's S-A-Y-O-N-N-E. And you have to follow me back. I followed you, but you didn't follow me back. You know and what? I get so many, um, like, I never, someone has to tell me, okay, you just followed me, and then I'll, like, go scroll looking through. Okay, so you have to find me. I'm Dr. Jimmy Starr. You don't have to do it now, but when you get off the air, you can do it. And you guys can follow her on her website. It's imsayon.com. It's I-A-M-S-A-Y-O-N-N-E.com. She is a phenomenal R&B and hip-hop artist. We're going to, like, uh, pop pop R&B. Not really hip-hop, just pop and R&B, I guess. And no, uh, I, lo I love R&B. Get rid of You the, will love her. Get rid of the hip-hop. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't like hip-hop but do, i love hip -hop. i love listen you sing, I, i'm not a rapper at all <laughs> oh no you you sing r&b and i melt She's, i mean there's no music better on an evening actually nine o'clock at night a bottle of wine at somebody you love and r&b music oh that's right i actually it. been preparing for the show today i actually put you on spotify i listened to all the tracks on spotify um you're phenomenal um you have a wide variety of songs on there i'm kind of like a ballady kind of kind of person and so i kind of like loved a lot of the uh, the original like two worlds remember uh, yeah. i thought that was freaking like awesome and uh but then you have a new single that's like spicy hot called hot sauce we're going to talk about that one in a minute but let's talk a little bit about how you actually got here you studied musical theater you have a bachelor of fine arts degree 
You were in national and regional platforms of Sister Act, Dream Girls, Hairspray, and off-Broadway production of Little Shop of Horrors. I love all that like Broadway stuff. That means you can really sing because there's no auto-tune on Broadway. Can't fake it. <laughs> no, there isn't. No, there isn't. You really have to um, let it all hang out there, whether it's your singing, your dancing, your acting, because there is no quick fix and everything is live, including rehearsals. So it's either you have it or you don't have it or work at it. So it was a great, um, I guess, stomping ground for me to to equip myself with all those tools necessary to be a better artist, you know? In, in the musical theater world, you, you have to know how to sing. You have, not everyone has to know how to dance, but the shows that I did require dancing. So it, it was a part of the training. It was a part of the experience. And, and all of that only helped to propel me into being a better overall artist. That's so true. do you, do you, uh, wait, hang on. your voice is very powerful in speaking. So I'm sure when you sing, they hear you in the back row. Oh, absolutely. We learn how to project because, you know, you have the people in the balconies, you have the people all the way past the orchestra, and you really have to make sure that everyone gets to hear your voice on stage. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite song, like a favorite Broadway tune that like just puts you in a good mood? Like if you're sitting around and you need to get in a good mood, do you have like a, a Broadway song that you like to listen to? You know what? I'm just like you said. You were one of the, the ballad type of, of music. I'm also. Um, I also love the ballad songs in in musical theater. And I remember when I was doing Sister Act, um, Sister Act musical. I did it twice, and there was a song called. It was a part where where the nuns. It, oh. Gosh, I forgot the name of it. It's been so long. <laughs> and we're young. We're old. We forget. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Welcome to our world, little Welcome girl. Welcome to our world, yes. <laughs> well, I can't believe it just slipped my mind. But Oh, oh, oh. Okay, and it just slipped my mind again. Wow, oh, just really kicking in for me. <laughs> yeah, but it, um, it, it's one of the, the, the songs that she sings, I, I believe, um, Fabulous. It's it's the Fabulous reprise where where it seems like her world is is upside down and she is having a moment of, of thinking about where she's moving to and, and where she was, you know, building the, the relationship with the nuns and I don't want to give away the show, but Broadway's close right now so it's okay yeah it's okay um, yeah so it, it was a moment of, of reflection and i really love that song i love that it I, think it's, I i used to, i love it and like maybe that's how everybody knew i was gay growing up because like i'd be like <laughs> i'd be like listening watching a chorus line and and stuff like that you know for all the different songs and pippin and stuff so i, I love like the chorus line and i love i actually did pippin it when i was in college i love we got magic to do i love, yeah. I love it love it, love it. See, i like the corner in the sky song that's yes. the song of it and and I think that shit's like awesome. And I loved Annie. I saw Annie on Broadway like three times just because like I, I loved Annie. I thought Annie was great. Wow. Singers that you probably don't know. Did you ever hear of Peggy Lee? Yes, I have. She uh Did she's you ever hear her sing? Yeah, on YouTube. She's fabulous. Do you, know, do you know who Patty LaBelle is? Of course, if only you knew. Of course, she's, she's, she's like my favorite. That's his favorite. My Patty favorite LaBelle. female singer. She and Peggy Lee are the queens of of music. They have voices oh, yeah. that are just incredible. Now, do you ever try to copy Patty? Because we have a lot of friends. 
that say that they can hit some of the notes, but never the notes that Patty oh, can hit. Gosh. Can you hit Patty's high C? Oh gosh. You know what? I'm not gonna I can warm up to hit her notes because she's in the stratosphere. And um I don't know how she still does it at, at her older age when she performs. I'm like, she, my she's, God. she's exactly my age. We're both 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're 80? Yeah. So what water are you drinking? <laughs> uh, the, the bottle water. No, Patty and I are the same age. I think she may be a year younger, maybe, but I think we're the same age, Patty and I. Wow. We, we came up together the same time. I remember Patty with LaBelle, Patty and the Bells. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, you don't remember that. Patty started off back in the 50s. With the look, with the, the bell, Patty and LaBelle's. So wait, tell me, who are some of who are some uh, who are some of your influences? Like when you were like growing up, some of the people that you listened to that helped you know develop like where you decided that you wanted to go into theater and become a you know be a, a music star. Yeah, well, speaking of Patty LaBelle, she's definitely someone I um, looked up to later in life. But growing up, because I grew up in I guess the millennium time, um, Whitney Houston. Uh, was was a notable singer, and I really try to emulate her. She was my my everything. Um, Brian McKnight, Mariah Carey, um, Celine Dion. I met Brian McKnight and Celine Dion both. Brian McKnight was very very nice. Celine Dion not so. <laughs> diva. Yeah, she was a diva, and that was like at the t- top of what, her what career. Do you think, what do you think of Diana Ross? Another beauty. Oh, of course, Diana. I did Dream Girls the show, and she was actually, you know, Diana Ross is the freeze. She was one of the the people that we had to study for the show because the the show Dream Girls is loosely based on on her and the Supremes. And I love Diana Ross. I sang her songs. I'm coming out. She's right, but did you ever meet her? Did you ever meet her? No, no, I have yet. Oh, don't you won't want to don't you won't want to sing her songs. <laughs> Oh, no. likes to dish. Well, I don't like to dish, but uh, Diana Ross has to remember one thing. Yes. That she's a black girl. And she's forgotten that. And that's quite sad. Really? Yeah. Really? Diana yeah. Ross? Yeah. I, I, I know many people that know her, and she really lives in a different world. We also know people that loved her, that went yeah. on tour they with her. They love her so. talent. They love her voice. I think she was wonderful. In Lady Sings the Blues, she should have gotten the Academy Award. No great question movie. about it. No question. I was voting. Oh, and that other one. And Mahogany. Mahogany, great I movie. Love her, I, love, I love her voice. I love her talent. But I wish that, you know, she came from Chicago, from the project. She was a poor little skinny, not a pretty girl. And she was abused a lot. And I think now she's sort of enjoying the great fame that she has gotten and the goddess. Wait, wait, wait. Did you see the movie that she did with Brandy? Did you like Brandy? I know she, Brandy doesn't have a, a vocal range like you do, but I always love Brandy. And uh, did you see that movie she did double, I think it was called Double Platinum, where Diana Ross is her mom? I've heard of it, but I've never actually gotten the chance to see I got to look for that on Amazon or something. You have to like watch it. You know, it got panned as like a terrible movie, but if you like the people that are in it, it's a good movie. It's the same thing with Brian. Carrie when she did that terrible movie that she did that everybody hated. I loved it though. Glitter, yeah, like I love glitter. I thought it was. Well, what what about Madonna? Her movie. Yeah, but Madonna movies really aren't good. No, the one that she she did with her then husband at the time, Sean Penn. Sean Penn. That was an okay movie. No, it got bombed. They yeah, but I liked it. Horrible, and she was the worst. I always like all the movies that they say stink. 
You know, if I like the, if I like the people. What'd you think of Madonna? What'd you think of Madonna? I like uh, Madonna's. I guess her edginess because she's probably the first artist who really. Well, I don't know if they're. I'm so young. I don't know if any other artist before her brought out like Bogan and things like that. That kind of choreography into her. No, she was the she was the first. Right. Okay. So that's one thing I like about her, and I, I like how she's very vocal. She's almost like an activist outside of her music, and and also she merges it within her music as well. Um, and just all the charitable works that she does. I don't really know her music too too well, but I know of her performances because I've watched and and studied her a bit. I loved her like in the, when she first came out, like in the eighties. I thought she was like fabulous. The newer stuff isn't really my like speed of what I really like. Like, but I get that you have to evolve with what's going on. It just a lot of people, I like the older movie a music lot of better. Critic, a lot of critics and people said she really hasn't got a good voice and she can't sing. Um, whatever they did with Vogue, with, with Vogue, I loved Vogue. I, I love that song so much and the the music, the beat. And I think Madonna did a great job with it. What about Stephanie Mills? Do you know who Stephanie? You might be too young to know who Stephanie Mills is. <laughs> Stephanie Mills, she did the Wiz. Yeah, like um, I'm a big Stephanie Mills fan. I like met her once, and I was like just jumping up and down. And and believe it or not, like Rhonda, we, you know, we're very fortunate in what we do that we get to meet a lot of cool, famous people and work with a lot of cool, famous people. And Ron never gets excited when we meet anybody. And we were living oh, in we were living in Philadelphia. And all, and we were at a, a premiere for a TV series, um, and it was really cool. And but first, let me give her a little quick background. I have interviewed Betty Davis, okay, Lauren Bacall, all these Check great legends of are. these are legends of Hollywood that people would kiss the hems, like Marilyn Monroe. They would kiss the hems of their dress if they met them. These are people that are worshipped goddesses, okay. And I never fainted. I said, "Hi, how are you?" And I sat down, had a drink, and talked to them because they're just people that work in a factory like me. Now go, go, Jimmy. Now. Okay, so we're at this thing, and the thing is over. We watched it. It was a lot of fun. We were meeting all kinds of cool people. And then all of a sudden, I hear him screaming, Jimmy, Jimmy, come here, come here. He's jumping up and down and screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I thought maybe he was dying or something. I didn't know what was going on. I run over there, and he's like, this is Kim Sl Kathy Sledge. <laughs> Now, do you know who the sledge sister sledge is? Sledge sisters are, yeah. Sister sledge. So, so he's like, we are family, and he's like, he's jumping up and down, and he like loved it so much, and and, and I couldn't even believe it because he's met you know Academy Award winners, and he's just like, oh, no big deal, and here he's talking to her because I mean that's a big song for the gay community, and she meant so much to me with her song, we are family, because all the gay kids all colors, all religions. Yeah. We didn't have prejudice in our gay world. We don't have it. I mean, boys go out with black boys, white boys, yellow boys, brown boys. We don't okay, give a shit. Okay, keep going with the story. No, but the story is that when she, when she sang We Are Family, it meant so much to us. And meeting her was outstanding. Now I become friends with her. And I said, listen, you, in a, you live in the next town over from us. Come over for dinner one night. She said, you know, and I was telling her how I love Patty LaBelle. And, you know, she said, you know what? I might call Patty and see if Patty wants to come, too. Well, I almost fell to the floor. <laughs> I almost dropped dead. I said, I'm going to I'm going to cook for Patty LaBelle. I mean, who, cook, who cooks better than anybody on the planet? Right. Anyway, it never happened because I oops because we moved here. Because we moved here, we had to move right away. But I uh, sisters, but but Kathy Sledge, 
is probably one of the most wonderful singers. We went to see her at, uh, what was it, whatever, 54 Below, and she did an evening of- Billie uh, Holiday. Billie Holiday with the flower and the hair, and she did Billie so well that I was- We thought it was Billie. I was in tears when she- You know who Billie Holiday is, yes? Of course you know. Who the fuck doesn't know Billie Holiday? They should shoot themselves. (laughs) I mean, Billie Holiday, the greatest blues singer that ever was. Nobody makes you cry like Billie Holiday. She makes you cry. You don't, you don't get happy from her. You get sad from her. You sounded like Billie Holiday? Just like her. Just She did a performance at the house came down. They were standing, screaming and applauding her. She was absolutely wonderful. And I love her to pieces. We're going to have her on the show again. We had a, so our very, So we were a radio show before we turned into a, a, TV, a t- show. TV show. And she was our very first guest. On our very first TV show was Kathy Sledge. Well, I love her, love her, love her. She was her. fabulous. All right, so let's go this way. So Sion, this is Sion, you guys, everybody. First of all, S-A-Y-O-N-N-E. She's got a brand new single, and this shit is hot, let me tell you. And it's even called Hot Sauce. Let you even know it's hot ahead of time. But this is a really, really good song. Tell us a little bit about the song. Yeah, Hot Sauce is my new fun um, track. It's edgy, it's spicy, just like the song Hot Sauce. Um, it will make you dance from the grandbabies to the grandpoppies, mommies, everybody. It's going to get you moving and, and getting your, your quarantine vibes going. And I know, especially when I released the song um, April 7th, there was a lot going on in my life. There was a lot going on in everyone's lives. And um, of course, a lot of people in my surroundings, in my community, fell prey to the COVID-19. So when I released the song, I did some hot sauce paloozas and it served as, as a moment of light, a moment of reflection, a moment to step away from the darkness and, and, and the sadness and just be present, be happy. So hot sauce has has expanded beyond its its initial meaning. It's it's a moment of happiness and joy and love and unity for us all. I love it. It's a great story. Let's play it. We can't play it. <laughs> Can you believe this baloney? Yeah, that we can't play it because we we, we stream live on Twitter, Facebook, oh. and YouTube, and YouTube and oh. Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, face, YouTube. Um, actually, wh- what YouTube does is they uh, uh, they block it, they stop the recording, and then you're stuck in the middle, and they don't have anything to do. So what I do is for the live show, we're not going to play it. But you guys, when the show goes out on our YouTube channel and all the television networks, I'm going to put the video in at the end so everybody can see it. Um, so it'll be there at the end when uh, really we actually put sucks, it out. You know, it sucks the big. I know it's, it does, but it's nothing we can do. But it's a fabulous song, you guys. And if you go on her Spotify, you can hear all her songs. But Hot Sauce is something that you're gonna love. It's getting a lot of like a lot of appreciation, right? People are giving you a lot of love for it. It's actually charting um, in multiple places here in the U.S. and the U.K. It was like um, number five on on uh, the urban soul charts. It was number three on the pop commercial charts. It was number one in Italy. So it's really expanding across the board. And and right now, my my music video for the song Hot Sauce will be coming soon next month. So stay tuned for that as well. Oh, make sure you guys let me let me know when it comes out. And uh, uh, I I uh, I write for a website called uh, Top Requested Video Countdown. It's like one of the biggest music video sites. And so when it's coming out, I'll like recommend it to the staff of everybody that maybe they can make it the video of the day and see if we can like get it up there for the video of the day because it's a great 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 platform. Do you know the name Lily McLeod, Nicole McLeod? No, that 
one is a no-brainer for me. I don't know who that one is. She's a she's a great singer. <laughs> she's a great singer who was trapped in Europe because she was on tour and can't get back here. But she brought Italy to their knees. They went nuts over her. She's also a beautiful black girl. She's not a girl. She's 52, but she looks no, 20. She, she was 52 when we met her. Now she's like 60. <laughs> oh my, I can't believe it. <laughs> but she, she looks, looks like 20. she's 40. She looks 20. She's gorgeous. She what was on. Did you ever watch X Factor? She was on X Factor, and she she auditioned by singing CC Winans uh, like a, a gospel ballad that was. It's got like 50 million plays on YouTube. It's like beautiful. Um, oh. You should. I think I know what you're talking about. She and, had a big afro, and she was yes, like, "Yes, I, she's a very good friend of ours." She's, she's like my yeah. sweetest. She's like my sister. I love her. Um, did you I ever think? think to do, box. Do you ever think to go on tour in Europe? I would love to go on tour in Europe. Absolutely, of course. When things are back to normal, right? Safe. Oh, not now. Now we can't go anywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. That that's definitely actually one of the places I, I was planning to to go to prior to the shutdown. And you know, because I, I had engagements and I was performing and I was in um Pennsylvania, I was here in Sydney, Jersey, and then you know things happened. Where do you where do you actually live? New York City. Oh, you're in New York my, City. My hometown. Yes, not too safe right now, but <laughs> Yeah, not too safe right now, but Yeah, but I love it no matter what. We, I, I lived in New York when it wasn't safe in the seventies either. And I don't care what people say. I'd rather die in New York than die out here. Yeah. In California. <laughs> I, I think that we we lived in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, uh, before we moved here. Because for five, our studio was going out of Doylestown. For, for yeah, for five years we lived in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. We used to go to the city at least once a week for different like cool events. But the reason I brought up Lily was Lily was doing okay in the United States. You know, she was breaking. She has a song out called "What About the Children?" That's um, unbelievably fabulous. I mean, she has a voice that doesn't quit. It's heavenly. It goes all over the place. Mm -hmm. And she went to Europe. And never knowing what was going to be. Well, when she got to Croatia, they went nuts. Wow. Everywhere she has gone in Europe, she has sold out people. She's become so famous in Europe. No one knows her here in America. But in Europe, everybody knows Lily Nicole McLeod. You You're going to do look that her too. Up, look her up on your computer and listen to her all about the children. You're going to hear notes that are beautifully done. I mean, she's a I haven't heard your music. I'm dying to hear your music. After we get off the show, I'll hear you. Yeah, we'll have. I'm, I'm going to sure, play it off for no, him. He by, will love but it. But judging by your speaking voice, I think you have a voice similar to Lily's, a violin in the throat. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what it is? It's it's probably all that um, technical, technical training uh, for the theater world. You know, I've done shows like Ragtime where you have to sing legit. That's more like the operatic sound. So, right. But, you know, the songs that I've been doing lately, R&B, pop, it's more intimate. It's more pulled back. It's not as gutsy. It's not much of your, your diaphragm being used to to belt to the stratosphere. But um, it's it's great. And I think you're going to enjoy, especially Two Worlds, Hot Sauce, and Deep End. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah they're all very good. We, I've been listening to it all day. As soon as we wind up the show, we're, we're gonna, you know, we're going to listen to it for sure. Yeah. You know? I'm going crazy trapped at home. All I do is listen to, uh, no, I listen to, watch shows of friends of ours and I listen to music of friends of ours. So really? it's, in, a, in a way it's good because it gives me a chance to catch up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and honestly, it keeps you creative and, and functioning, you know, and not too bored. 
Absolutely. We so, just blew a left so, light. That's okay. There's nothing we can do about we it. We have right nice now. shading now. Look, look at the nice <laughs> shading. So, so in the chat room, people are asking, first of all, everybody's talking about your smile, how beautiful your smile beautiful is. Beautiful teeth. I which love is really teeth. beautiful. You have a beautiful, beautiful smile. Um, they want to know if you've ever done any modeling. No, I haven't. I'm too short. I'm five feet flat. You, you could be a print model. You could be a print model. Not runway, just print. Print, yeah. You know what's funny? I, I actually was on the cover of a Sapphire Emerald magazine and um, Melody magazine, but that was that was recent. But yeah, I guess that's just print work. But never ever in my life have I considered being a model because I thought I was too short. <laughs> okay, no, you you're have, too talented. You have to such be a, a good. Have you ever considered like, um, because because uh, you can make a name for yourself? Have you ever considered like auditioning for any of those fake fake shows like The Voice and American Idol or any of those things? Or have you ever auditioned for any of them? Yeah, when I was, I think I when they just opened the, or I should say they lowered the the age to audition, the auditioning age. I think it was like fifteen or or sixteen years old. I think it was X Factor. I auditioned. And I got into, you know, there's rounds. I don't know. Yes, yeah. There's, a, yes. <laughs> there's So I got to the producer round, and that's where they, they film you and all that action is. And um, then I I was sent home, and then I got an email to come back as, as a wild card. Like, I would make it onto the, the TV taping. Uh-huh. My, my father said no. <laughs> he was like, no, that was it. We're going to try this again when you're older and don't have school and all these things to worry about. Oh, I, was, I think actually that was a smart thing to do. I think that you have a good father like to do that because <laughs> cause I, I think when you're too – I think the people that are doing those shows that are like really, really young because now I'm watching on America's Got Talent. They're like 12 years old and yeah. stuff. You know? I, I think that's too young to put people in that, that much pressure of right. a situation, and I think that it can backfire. And then also, when you're that um, young, you actually have to be there with a the parent, and the, the parent has to, um, like, sign the paperwork. And, and it's not just, like, American Idol where they sign you off as, as the talent, and you're old enough to, to I don't want to say sign your rights away, but make your own decisions. And they don't have yes. to cater to you, an adult, hotel, the family, and all that extraness. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was a good time. It can backfire on you because when I told my parents at age 16 or 17 that I wanted to be an actor, my mother said, oh, yeah, Hollywood's waiting just for you. <laughs> you know? She said, go out and work for, the, for New York City. Be a ditch digger. It's got good union benefits. Mm -hmm. So that's the advice I got. My mother didn't believe in it. She was an actress and never made it. She was a silent movie actress, Jenny Gabriel, oh. and a, as a child, and she never made it. And I guess being a child actress, she knew what it was all about, and she didn't want me to go through it. She's but I didn't. Smart. I didn't listen to her. I just pursued on. Actually, we have a. a, a, a I don't want to really call her a fan. We have a friend. She lives in Germany. Her name is B. Claudia, and she's saying her her uh, somebody that she knows runs a radio station, and they're saying that they would love your music in the UK and in L in NL, which I don't know what NL stands. Netherlands, okay, and in the Netherlands. <laughs> Um, she said that they will like love your music there. So eventually you're going to be an international superstar. You know, you got to take one day at a time. I think all of it's terrific. If you could, uh, let's say like now, like you had an opportunity and you were going to be able to do a duet with anybody on the planet, who would you want to go and do a duet with? Okay. 
I can't limit it to just one person because I have a lot of favorites. But if I have to limit it to two people, I would say Sam Smith and Bruno Mars. <laughs> All right, Bruno Mars. Who was the first one? Who? Sam Smith. Oh, Sam Smith and Bruno Mars. Okay, oh, I'm not a. Sam Smith? I don't like Sam Smith, but I like Bruno Mars. He sounds like a woman. Oh my god, he does not like Sam Smith. I mean, I thought he was a drag queen. I thought. I thought he was a drag queen when I first heard him. Is he a drag queen? No. But he is gay, isn't he? Yeah, he's he? gay, but he's not a drag queen. How do you know he's not a drag queen? I bet at home he dresses up like Barbara Streisand and sings people. <laughs> I think, no, I think, I, I mean, I think they're both really talented. Uh, Sam Smith yeah. just isn't my thing, but I did like the Bond theme he did. Um, yeah. have, have you heard of Phineas? Do you know who Phineas is? No. Phineas is Billie Eilish's brother, and I didn't know he was really oh, famous. Oh, uh, I I know the sister, Billie Eilish. I didn't know her brother's name, but I know her music. He's got the best music ever. He has a song called Don't Break My Heart Again, and uh, I think it's like the greatest like ballad like of the last 10 years. I like love it so much. Really? I, um, I think it's fabulous. So, okay, so those are good ones. And then, so then if you were going to go on tour with somebody, is that who you would want to go on tour with? I would actually want to go on tour with Beyonce. There you go. Yeah. You know, being a Jamaican girl, you probably would love the song I'm going to bring up now is Love is a Beautiful Thing by our friend. What's his name? Oh, Leon. Leon. Do you know Leon? She knows Leon. She, you might not know him by name, but... Uh, what's what's Leon's real name? What's Leon name? Robinson, but he just goes by uh, Leon. Oh, he's Jamaican? Yeah. I don't know if he's Jamaican. No, he's not Jamaican. But he sings... Oh. The, he, sings he has a reggae band. It's, it's a reggae, and it's like a He calypso. has a reggae band called it's Leon like a, and the Peoples, and, and he has a song called Love is the Beautiful it Thing. It is the most beautiful song you ever heard. It is just so calypso, rhythmy, moving, and soft, and bre- you feel like a breeze. He's a famous actor. Are you going to become an actress? I mean, I know you act already, but are you going to be in movies and stuff, or try work to be in movies? to be in movies absolutely i would love because the thing about it is that i'm an artistic person and any way to express my art is is happiness for me so whether it's in film whether it's on stage in the theatrical world whether it's me continuing to write and record songs and perform them in my concerts and things like that i love it all I think that's terrific. Unfortunately, if you do make a film, it's not going to be like it was because mm-hmm. they've set out new laws about us making films. Like I was telling Adrian Barbeau, I got my thing about what we have to. I'm shooting a movie now in August, and they gave me my laws and bylaws. Whatever, it's I, I don't even rules. want to go. I don't even want to go. <laughs> I mean, really, it's going to be not fun. We're it's not, not going to be for the ever, though. I mean, no, you're but it I, to be like it's a big I deal. I know that, but it's my... It's going to be next year. Yeah, next year it'll be fine. But you don't understand, Jimmy. I've been waiting months now to go back to work to film. And the first thing I'm filming, I'm not going to enjoy. It's kind of like bullshit. It's like it's still being stuck at home. Oh, well, at least you're being stuck at home outside of the house. Well, <laughs> I, hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't make all of us rigid and stiff when we work. Yeah, I feel really bad for like you said a lot of the talents you said that you're working on. Uh, you know, all the crew members, all the actors, yeah. nothing is ever going to be the same. Even trying to perform in arenas or, or regular um, theaters, how how are we going to social distance? It just I don't know how we're going to come back from from this coronavirus pandemic. Well, it's going to uh, figure on, something out. On set now, there's no hair and no makeup. We have to do our own. And there's no food wagon. I guess you got to bring a a packed lunch. And the first shot I'm in is just me and two other, no, me and John, I think three, three, three of us. And that's it. And we have to stay a a few feet apart. And 
wear masks when we're not doing our lines and we're not allowed to socialize or hang out at the set. Nobody's allowed on the set that's not in the actual shot. What the hell is this? Like a prison. I don't care for it. Wow. Not for me. Not happy. So hold on. Let's go back, though, because things are going to change. But right now, streaming is is the way to go. Have you thought of doing like any like streaming shows? Like I know there's all different kinds of platforms where, you know, some of them you can do them for free or you can get people to pay to like watch them. Um, uh, but that might be a way just to keep your, your name going and, and out there to, to stream them. Even if you just do some of your songs. I know you got a new music video you said it's going to drop uh, next month. So that'll help, you know, bring a lot of attention to the new single because. The, the video I'm sure will be amazing. Uh, I mean, honestly, speaking of, of streaming and, and um, virtual shows, I actually did, especially in the earlier months, I, I was doing a lot more videos of, of me performing some of my songs, Who Was Remember, Hot Sauce, um, other songs that were uplifting and inspiring um, to people who were probably going through uh, depression because of what's going on and, and the loss of loved ones. So um, actually one of the shows that I, I did was the California Get In for Get Out magazine benefit concert. And they're wow. Yeah, so they're actually going to re-air the show this coming Friday. That's they're that's in the chat room right now. Hey Jason, Jason's ah. in the chat room. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago and a bunch of I'm a, I don't know if you know, but I'm also I'm a publicist, so a bunch of our clients are in it. Uh, oh, nice. um, I didn't know you know I didn't know who you were when that first one went out. So now I'm gonna watch specifically yes, you're gonna I watched everybody. I've I've seen most of all the other ones. So what song do you perform a song in it? Yeah, I, I do two songs. I do hot sauce, well two worlds first and then and then hot sauce, and you'll see me in my fabulous yellow. <laughs> yeah, great. That's fabulous. So I, tell everybody it's Friday. Tell everybody about it real quick so everybody knows to tune into it. Okay, so it's this Friday, everyone. Um, Friday, that's June the 26th, the Get In for Get Out Benefit show, uh, the Alley Fournay. You can donate to the LGBTQ homeless youth. Um, that's what we're, it's all about. We're raising money, spreading awareness um, for LGBTQ homeless youth here in New York. Um, so please tune in this Friday. You can go to the Get In, Get Out Benefit um on Instagram, you can go on their website. You can also go on my Instagram at I am Sion, I A M S A Y O N N E, and you can see the flyer with all the information where you can tune in and how you can donate. Are you on I am That's Sion? That's wonderful. On Thank you so much on behalf of all the gay people in Palm Springs and California. Absolutely. It's Pride Month. So it's important that you all support and tune in. Why not end Pride Month with a bang? Actually, Jason says hi. He's, he wrote in the chat room. Uh, I didn't know you were in it, or I would have brought that up earlier. So are you I am Sion on everything? And you're uh, so I am Sion on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my website, IamSion.com. The only different one is my uh, YouTube channel, which is Sion, S-A-Y-O-N-N-E. You can see my music videos, Two Worlds Remember, and Six Ignited, and more. Oh, I have to go watch the videos because I only heard them all on. I didn't watch the video. I always like to watch the videos. It's exciting. <laughs> I like absolutely like love that. I think that's freaking like awesome. All right, you guys. So it's I am Sion, uh, S-A-Y-O-N-N-E. That's all her social media things. You want to make sure you get her new song, Hot Sauce. Um, she's got a bunch of other songs. So you have an EP. You have an EP that you did before, and then you have another EP that's coming out. Is that how it works? Yes, exactly, exactly. I was going to release the the EP album sooner, but with everything going on, I just felt that I needed to be respectful and to be aware of the social climate and um, just support people who needed to be supported in our community and elsewhere. So I'm going to release it at a later date and announce the official release 
stayed on my platforms. I love it. You have a really cool family, don't you? I sure do. <laughs> yeah, you know, your your family, your parents did a wonderful job raising you because you are cheerful and ambitious, and it seems well like educated, socially conscious. I mean, you I really seem to have your shit together. And you're musically inclined, and you're musically educated, which is brilliant. Because being educated with you know English and grammar and history is okay, but we need to have music in us. Exactly. And, and you exactly. are musically you are musically educated and that's a true gift. So what's a song like a popular song that's out right now that like you like to listen to if you're driving down the road? That's not yeah. your own. <laughs> Do you listen to your own music a lot? Do you listen to yourself a lot? No, I only listen to myself if I'm trying to improve or or um, just reflecting on um, the growth of my okay. music. But, you know, because when you're an artist, you want to constantly be better, be a better writer, be a better singer, um, just everything. And uh, some of the artists, I haven't been driving down the road as of late because of quarantine. But I'm trying to think what song was I really, really obsessed with prior to quarantine. I think Adele, Make You Feel My Love. Love it. I love Adele. Now, do you have a boyfriend? No. That's because her dad probably doesn't let boys get near her because she's so gorgeous. I, well, it's not because you're fat and ugly and disgusting. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, my career has been my boyfriend, my lover. And it's funny because I, I write songs and I'm in my EP album, I played a little snippet of what's coming in. One of the songs is called Boyfriend Material, and uh, the, the other song is called Thirsty. So it's a little tease, and it's saying what I want if I do get a boyfriend or when that ever happens, what my standards are. But I don't have the time to distract myself with that. Oh, come on. How old are you? No, she's like a baby. She's like a little bit. She what can't are you? tell. 19, 18, 19, 17, 20. So close. <laughs> well, you know, at, at a young... At your age, romance is wonderful. As you get older, romance is not so wonderful. It changes. But young, there's nothing like young love. I remember. Young love is the most exciting, the most passionate. He just told all. you that like our old people love is not as good. <laughs> no, no, listen, 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 listen. When I was when I was 20 and I saw my first uh, boyfriend, Sal G. George, for the first time, my heart flew out of my body. I couldn't sleep. I had to be with him, see him. I couldn't wait. I dreamed about him. I was at work. I was a hairdresser. Yeah, I was in the back in the coloring department, and Sal called, and the, my boss said, there's a Sal on the phone. I fainted. I hit the bottles of dye. They all fell oh on the floor. God. So that, that doesn't happen. I met Jimmy in the mall, and he said to me, he picked me up. He said, you're the most gorgeous guy in the mall. And I said, get the F out of here, you jerk. You know? Really? Yeah, I mean, will you pick me up in the mall? What do I look like? From the start? From the start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, love changes. So now at your age, go out there, have a romance. It's wonderful. And you know what? You'll write better and sing better because you'll have love in your heart. Absolutely. I and love it. I think like Adele and sing about heartache. That's true. You could do that too. Well, yeah. I want to say I want to say hi to your family because I think they've done a wonderful job. I hope that you become the biggest superstar on the planet. You're fabulous. Your personality is wonderful. Your music is wonderful, and we wish you only the best in everything that you do. And all you young girls out there, make her your model. Listen to her. Say, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. Don't let anything or anybody get you down. 
So go for it, kids. There you go. So we want to thank you for coming on the show. We got to go because we're out of time. But we love you. Pleasure, pleasure, um, pleasure. And please let us know. Follow me back in social media. I'm Dr. Jimmy Starr. And let me know when the video comes out. And we'll see what we can do. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Please. Uh -huh. and you gonna, too. I'm going to listen to you now when we hang up. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, chat room, everybody. Thank you so much. We had a great time. Um, everybody, show. we'll Good see you guys show. next week. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Rebel. Everybody's terrific. You guys have a safe weekend. Enjoy yourselves. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. So come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Russell.